0: Hello everyone, this is Points of Interest in the World of Employment on LocalJobNetwork.com radio. Today we'll be discussing assertive communication in the workplace. I'm Lynn Molitor from the Local Job Network. Do you find it difficult to express what you want or need from your coworkers or your manager? Many people don't know how to respond in certain workplace situations or can have a sense of powerlessness. Joe Feast from MRA, the Institute of Management, recently visited the radio studio to talk about time management, but I invited him back today to help us develop an assertive communication style on our own. Hello, Joe. It's great to see you again.
1: Good morning, Lynn. Thank you. Glad to be back.
0: So can you remind us of your background and the work you do at MRA?
1: Sure. Real briefly, I've been in uh, restaurant management for about 15 years. I manage the front of the house, the back of the house. I'm a halfway decent cook, but uh, I was a much better manager. And uh, after doing that for a while, I made a career switch, and I worked in a ministry called Shepherds, a home vocational center for adults with mental disabilities. Did a lot of different things there, including fundraising and uh, various management roles. And I have been at MRA for over 11 years now, presenting seminars on, well, we talked about time management last time, assertive communication this time, plus leadership management presentation skills Etc.
0: Okay, so I'm interested, I'm excited to talk with you today. So let's start again with the basics. What does being assertive mean?
1: Very good. Um, assertive behavior, in the most simple explanation, it's a combination of two traits it's about being courteous and courageous. Oh. Courteousness, paying attention to others' needs, courageousness, paying attention to meeting our needs and assertiveness is the combination of the two. It's a combination of self-respect and respect for others. Uh, We view our wants, our needs, our rights as equal with others' wants, needs, and rights. Assertive people work towards win-win agreements, and win-win isn't just a cute little catchphrase. It actually is really, how can I get everything I'm looking for and you get everything you're looking for? Paying attention to both sets of needs.
0: Oh wow, okay, this will be a good topic today. So let's step back. What are the different communication styles?
1: Sure, there's four of them. And we've already uh, defined assertiveness, Let's talk about passive. Passive is courtesy towards others taken to the extreme.
0: Oh, you know, okay.
1: Yeah, it, it it communicates a message of inferiority. Often leads to victim thinking. That kind of thing. Being passive. We allow others' needs, wants, rights to be more important than our own. In essence, if you want to coach it in terms of win and lose, it's I lose, you win. Oh. Okay? Okay. So that's passive. Aggressive is courageousness taken to the extreme. Uh, Aggressive communication gives an impression of superiority, disrespect. Uh, By being aggressive, our wants, our needs are above the wants, needs, and rights of others. We attempt uh, to get our way by not even giving others a choice. Win and lose, this is I win, you lose. Uh, But when we do this, we do set ourselves up for retaliation. No one likes a bully. Right, right, right. So we've got assertiveness, passive, aggressive. Now the fourth one is passive-aggressive. Oh, okay. Now, what people forget about passive-aggressive is the word aggressive is in there. In essence, passive-aggressive is neither courteous nor courageous. It's neither of those. Uh, it's an insidious kind of combination. Most people, you know, when they talk about aggressive, they're like, okay, aggressive, at least I know what I'm dealing with. The passive-aggressive I don't. Well, what happens is passive people become passively aggressive when they're fed up. Oh. I've had enough, so then now I'm fed up, and I'll stay passive in a sense, but I'll add aggression. Aggressive people behave passive-aggressively when they feel like their normal aggressive manner isn't going to work. Usually a boss, direct report, subordinate kind of thing, a power issue. Right. Uh, that's when aggressive people get passive-aggressive. I like to sum up passive-aggressive behavior in terms of and listen to my – um Listen to my intonation here. Passive-aggressive people say, all I did was give you what you asked for. Ah. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: I only did what you said I should do, Lynn. Right. Uh, that's the passive-aggressive. It's, it's neither courteous nor courageous. So those are our four uh, communication styles. Uh, win-win, assertiveness. You win, I lose, Passive. I win, you lose, aggressive, and truly almost a lose-lose passive-aggressive. Right.
0: Okay. All right. This this is a good basis for us. Okay. So going back to these four
1: styles,
0: can you give us an example of how they would present themselves in a workplace setting that we might be able to relate to?
1: Sure. Uh, If I'm assertive, in the workplace, what you'll notice is I have good eye contact with you. Uh, There's a confidence in my posture. Okay. It's not rigid. It's just assured. There's an assuredness. Um, Assertiveness involves asking others. How can... We get together and work out a situation where my needs and your needs are met. Uh, I'm always concerned about how what I need is impacting you as well. Uh, I pay attention to my own feelings and everybody else's feelings. So uh, assertive is those kinds of things. That's what that looks like. Uh, Many of us, uh, you know, quite frankly, if we struggle with assertiveness, it's the people we tend to admire. We never admire an aggressive person uh, right. because, yeah, they run over folks. You know, It's, wow, they're nice, but they get what they need. That's what assertive behavior looks like. Passive behavior in the workplace, it's one of those things where, well, I hope others give me what I want or need. I mean, after all, shouldn't they know oh. what I want or need? You know, it's the person who says, well, they should know this. Well, no, they don't. Okay. They don't. And um, also passive people are often concerned about how others judge them, uh, judge their actions. You'll see a sense of timidity, wildflowerish, ish kind um, of an old term there. But, yeah. you know, a, a descriptive term of what that looks like. And people pleasing to the extreme.
0: Uh, people okay. pleasing,
1: that's that's what passive looks like. Aggressive, loud, Um, Blustering, sometimes rough language, Uh, some environments, let's just be honest, swearing, F-bombs are flying and that kind of stuff. Um, An aggressive will tend to violate people's personal space. That kind of thing. Oh, they okay. get in your face. Um, they have a flair for the dramatic. They're pounding desks. They stare. Um, okay. You know, imagine every villain you've ever seen in a movie. Uh, those kinds right. of theatrics. That's what you see with an aggressive. Also, aggressives tend to be tellers rather than askers. They're always saying, you got to do this, you got to do that, and uh, those kinds of things.
0: Okay, so like you're sitting around in a meeting in a conference room and they pretty much are running the show, even if it's not their meeting.
1: Exactly. And they're acting like the boss when they're not the boss. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep, that's exactly it. And the passive-aggressive, hey, the simplest way is what I said before. uh, uh, All I did was uh, give you what you asked for. Right, Uh, yeah. That's that's what you usually see in the workplace in terms of assertiveness, passiveness, aggressiveness, and then the passive-aggressive.
0: Okay. My next question was, and I think think you've answered it. I think I get it, but I th- it'll be good to reiterate some of these points. Why is assertive communication the preferred style?
1: Exactly, Lynn. Um, it, it, it Ultimately, it's about valuing self and others.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: what it boils down to. And the other reason it's preferred is what it fosters. It fosters open, honest, uh, encouraging relationships with others. Now, In our seminars at MRA, we usually end up with two types of participants in our assertive communication program. The passives, you know, they value others to an excessive degree. Or the aggressives, who value their self to an excessive degree. What do they expect when they're coming to an assertive communication seminar? Well, the passive people expect me to tell them, quit being so darn nice. Uh, Quit, you know, quit being a doormat. The aggressive people expect me to tell them, Uh, quit being so mean, you're a jerk, start giving in. Well, instead, instead of telling them quit doing this, I take the all you need to do is add one new behavior approach. Okay. Adding one new behavior, look at it this way. Passives are courteous to an excessive degree. All they need to do is they can stay courteous. They don't have to become rude. They just got to add some courageousness to their repertoire.
0: Oh, sure. You know,
1: they they just got to add that assertiveness, that courageousness. And that's how they become assertive. Aggressives, hey, they're courageous just to an excessive degree. I teach them, hey, you can get what you need. Don't become wimpy here. You got to be courageous. Right. All you need to do is add a little courteousness. Oh, okay. So you see, it's now by adding more courteousness, by adding more courageousness for the respective types, they will have to. Soften some skills, of you know some of their negative traits, so to speak. Right. But by taking the add one new behavior approach, it seems easier for them to embrace the message of assertiveness. You can be kind, which passives are good at. Right. Just be more courageous. You can be courageous, which aggressives you know excel at. Yeah. All you got to do is add some courteousness, and what I find is I, I try to establish that early in the program, and they become much more receptive to the program. And basically, that's why assertive communication is the preferred style. It's the combination of self-respect and respect for others.
0: So when um, individuals take your classes, Mm -hmm. are they open with the fact that they tend to have a passive style or an aggressive style?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, number one is... In this program, more than maybe some of the other programs I teach, I know people are coming with needs. Mm-hmm. Y- you don't show up at an assertive communication program just because you had nothing to do that day.
0: Oh, okay. Y- y- you
1: know what I mean? They, right. They, 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 tend to, they tend to know what their needs are. And so one of the first things I do is even before the seminar begins, I make sure that I take plenty of time to interact with people And immediately, I'm beginning beginning to spot who are the passives, who are the aggressives.
0: Oh, just from them getting to know someone before the class officially begins.
1: Exactly. And then, just the way I explained the add one behavior... I laid that out right in the beginning. That's sort of my hook for the program to get people interested. And what I find is most people are real open. Well, and aggressive, you know, they're (laughs) not going to have any problem telling you they're aggressive. But uh, the more passive, that makes it easier for them as well. So we get past that pretty quick. I mean, that's something that as a seminar presenter, you have to develop that skill set so that you can break down those barriers. Oh,
0: okay. Interesting. Yeah, every time I talk, to you, Joe. I'm always like, I feel like, oh, he's going to like zoom in on all of my (laughs) my (laughs) communication style, my lack of time management. No secrets from you, Joe.
1: (laughs) There you go. Well, hey, you know, the other thing is to always remember I'm preaching to the choir here too. Uh, It's something that I think many people are surprised that an aggressive person would end up in an assertive communication seminar. They're like, hey, the last thing they need to do is be more assertive. They do need to be assertive you right. know they, they need to grow in that skill so but yeah, more than anything, uh, Lynn, yeah I'm preaching to myself because it is hard for most of us, if not all of us, at sometimes we're feeling less courageous than we are at others yes. and less courteous at times than we are at others. So yeah, it, it's something I'm working on all the time as well. <laughs>
0: So you've done a very good job, I think, of explaining to us the difference between assertive and aggressive styles. Okay, And I think a lot of times when I had said I was doing a show on assertive communication, a lot of people hear aggressive. Or they, you know, they take that that word assertive and they're thinking it's really not what it is. And sure. I like how you uh, described a courteous, courageous.
1: It's the simplest way that, I, I mean, uh, I can give you a long textbook definition of assertiveness. But yeah, I think that's the simplest way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. And it's practical. And like you said, you can latch on to that.
0: Right. So can you give us an example of what, An aggressive statement might be and how we can change it, keeping in mind courteous and courageous, how we can change it to be an assertive statement so that the listeners might better grasp, you know, what we're talking about today.
1: Okay. Uh, An aggressive statement. Pat, I need your part of this project done now so I can wrap it up. Okay. Get it done, right? I could even try to soften the way I say it, but it's still an aggressive statement. Pat, I need your part of the project done now so I can wrap this up. It's directive. It's pushy. uh, Right. It's taking care of my needs, Mm -hmm. okay? You have options when it comes to assertiveness. I'd like to always uh, frame things up in the form of a question if you can. You know, take the Jeopardy approach. Uh, Right. Frame it up in the form of a question. For example, you could say, Pat – If you can spare the time, would you please give me some help on this project? Oh, okay. Okay? So that's assertive. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pat, if you assist me, I can complete this project by the end of the week. Would you do this part for me?
0: Oh, okay. Okay? So that's
1: assertive. Now, for someone out there with aggressive tendencies, they'd be like, you know what, Joe, quite frankly, um, I'd like to be assertive, but I don't have an option to give them they got to get it done oh. so how do i be assertive without aggressive well listen to this phraseology pat please complete this part for me so i can wrap up this project oh pat right please complete this part right of the project for me so i can wrap it up mm-hmm.
0: the insertion
1: of the word please right the insertion of that. It's still a direction, right? But right. It's, it, it's not in the form of a question because sometimes you do have to be directive. In my management program, sometimes managers will tell me, Joe, my employees won't do what I ask. What should I do? I say, quit asking. Oh. <laughs> and then they say, well, what do you want me to do? become a dictator and i always kind of chuckle inside when that happens because i think there might be a middle ground between asking someone and being a dictator it's right. insertion of the word please
0: yeah that's a small word but it packs a lot of punch there
1: it really does and is is the heart of assertiveness
0: mhm okay Thank you. So when I was um, doing some background and preparing for our discussion today, I saw, um, you know, I was reading the importance of I versus you. Mm -hmm. So why is it important to omit the word you and replace it with I when we're communicating?
1: Sure. When giving any feedback that would seem sort of corrective, redirective or directive in nature, The word you almost always frames it up in terms of blaming or directiveness, uh, especially if you're not someone's boss. I, on the other hand, frames issues up in terms of gaining cooperation.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Blame seldom gains that cooperation. Oh, okay. So that's it. Now, I'm going to deviate from the norm a little bit. You, in and of itself, isn't as much of the problem as the way you phrase things up. It's the difference between when you do this versus, okay, here's a situation. You did this, and here was the impact. I'm concerned about this. What's going on?
0: You see, I
1: I almost always am going to stay away from the word you, especially when being corrective or redirective, Uh, again, because I don't want to frame it up in terms of blaming. But I think sometimes in giving guidelines, we're sometimes a little – too restrictive. You can be appropriate. Yeah. Uh, so, But yeah, typically, especially if you have the aggressive tendency, that's where you need to start using I a whole lot more. You will slip in, use I more.
0: Right. So could you give us an example that sure. maybe demonstrates?
1: Sure. For example, when you entered this information wrong, it messed everything up for the customer. <laughs> okay. Instead, what I'm concerned about is that the customer got the wrong material because it wasn't entered correctly.
0: Oh, that makes a big difference. Yeah.
1: Help me understand what happened. So you see, you're getting the exact same message across, and you're using I in terms of what you're concerned about. Here's another example. When you turn in your monthly report late, it makes our department look bad. Instead, when the monthly reports are late, our departments look bad. What caused the delay? Giving the person a chance. Right. Basically, just drop the word you in those right, two scenarios. Yeah. That's all I did. Too quick for instances there, Lynn.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate, though, how you did mention that it is okay to use the word you. Because I, I know I think sometimes we hear these guidelines and then we we all get caught up in, I can't say you, I can't say you. And then who knows what message gets, gets translated then because we're so worried about you know, some of the mechanics.
1: You know, Lynn, that's um, the reason that's such an important point for me is, for example, when something goes wrong, so often we encourage people, I encourage people, avoid using the word disappointed. I'm disappointed because most of us growing up heard from mom and dad, I'm disappointed in you. Right. You know, and it's like, you know, we we went to a psychologist, we worked out our issues, and then someone (laughs) says it to us again. So we call our psychologist and say, we need another appointment. Yet, about twice in my career working with someone who I had a really good rapport with was a star performer did something boneheaded that really messed it up and I said you know what I got to be honest I'm disappointed with what happened here and because the relationship's in a good place it works yeah. it's the same way with you you can say hey when you did this here's what happened as long as the relationship is strong. So yeah, you gotta always be careful with those rules.
0: Okay, so um, we're sitting here with Joe Feast from MRA, the Institute of Management today, and we are talking about assertive communication. What are the benefits of being assertive to a person?
1: The benefits of being assertive is your rights and others' rights are maintained. And what flows out of that then is people respond to those who are assertive in an engaged way. You don't get run over. They get their needs met. You get your needs met. That is the benefit of being assertive. It's all the goodwill it garners. Mm -hmm. Uh, That goodwill is what makes things work in most organizations. we got to get the job done, yeah, but you need people to get it done. That's the biggest benefit of assertiveness is the goodwill it generates.
0: I also think it sounds like from us talking, um, a person would develop a sense of confidence.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It increases your confidence and increases the confidence of those around you.
0: Oh, okay. It, It
1: really does because they see that their rights, needs, wants are being respected, and are important, and that you want what they have to offer. And what it also includes is an openness to being challenged. Maybe I'm not seeing everything exactly as it is, which is usually the case, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: So what are some tips to help us become more assertive if we're not there yet?
1: Well, I started out thinking about this question, and I had 73 tips here. Uh, wow. Women, so I uh, think you're going to have <laughs> to give
0: us some highlights.
1: <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Number one, and, and, and these are mostly thinking process okay. tips, okay? Number one, assertiveness is a respect thing. Okay. So what will help me become more assertive? I'm respecting myself. I'm respecting others. Mm-hmm. Number two. When you're dealing with someone who's highly aggressive, this is really the test when it comes to assertiveness. What you have to do is you have to establish, discuss, and maintain boundaries. Okay. You have to say, what can I live with? What can't I live with? And be willing to discuss that with the person who's being aggressive. An assertive person says, hey, I'm open to a lot of things, but being disrespectful to me is a boundary. And if you cross that boundary, we're going to talk about it. Okay. Now, that's not what you say to others. This is your self-talk. Right. Also, if you tend to be passive, you really got to learn to say no. We talked a little bit about that in time management.
0: Right. Ultimately,
1: no is about saying yes to self and no to the situation. And then yes to how can we build our relationship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: the two sides. And then I have two books that I would highly recommend to anyone who finds himself on the aggressive side of the scale. Ben Franklin struggled with an over-aggressive approach as a young man. And in both his autobiography and the book, Benjamin Franklin, An American Life by Isaacson, you learn how Franklin overcame that tendency. And uh, for aggressive folks, I always recommend Ben Franklin's autobiography, Benjamin Franklin, American Life. And I can sum up what he said, uh, what, what you learn in those books with this quote from Franklin. He said, you may win the argument, but you lose the goodwill of people. And the goodwill of people is almost always more valuable. So a couple tips there for being assertive.
0: Well said, Mr. Franklin. Yes,
1: yes. I'm a Ben fan.
0: (laughs) As am I, actually. All right. Yeah. As we're learning to adapt an assertive communication style, could others misinterpret us? And this is probably more from a passive person becoming assertive.
1: Exactly. Everyone will be happy if the aggressive uh, adds some courtesy to their approach. Absolutely, they can misinterpret us. Uh, Whenever you try to adapt a new behavior, add a tool to your toolbox, people are going to wonder what's up. If you're passive, people are going to be used to you caving and them getting their own way. Take the I'm adding one new behavior approach. What happens there is people may misinterpret the passive, keep the courteousness, which you have to to be assertive you're just adding the courageousness. So the courteousness will feel familiar to them. The courageousness is new. That's where the opportunity for misinterpretation comes in. Mm -hmm. Just add it, and that's all you got to worry about.
0: We've established that the assertive communication is the preferred style. Can an employee have an assertive communication style with their manager?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I wish you all could have seen Lynn's face when she was asking that question. My answer there is absolutely. And in fact, I have two examples of how that might work Oh, because these come from my own experience. Here's how I used assertive communication with a former boss. I was a fundraiser for an organization back in the mid-90s. And at that time, the movie Jerry Maguire was very popular. And you know, what's the the catchphrase? Show me the money. You got it. (laughs) You got it. So my boss adapted the phrase, show me the money, to inspire me as a fundraiser. Here's the problem. Pushing doesn't inspire me. I push me. So I had to take the assertive approach with my boss. I said, boss, I want to do a good job for you and meet my fundraising goals. I'm open to feedback anytime regarding my performance. One thing that helps me do a good job is that I push myself and I have a request. Give me feedback anytime I need it. And it would help me do better if I didn't feel pushed. For instance, show me the money makes me feel pushed. I thrive with corrective or positive feedback, just done differently. What are mm-hmm. your thoughts, boss? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. By the way, assertiveness may not always work. Uh, my boss's answer was great fundraisers like to be pushed, and that will always be my approach. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know what? I tried.
0: Right. At least I, you tried. I,
1: I tried. and. uh <clears throat> lasted about another year and found another opportunity. (laughs) It doesn't work well for me.
0: Right. You've got to have the right match.
1: And the other quick example is one of my employees, uh, when when I worked for him, he said to me, Joe, I appreciate how you keep me informed about what's going on around here. There's one thing that would help me keep everything straight. If you just forwarded the information that I needed, no FYI material, I'd be crystal clear on what you want. What do you think, Joe? Now, <clears throat> because I'm such a good boss, I, of course, said, I'll do exactly what you asked. Right. Lynn, there's a few threads that follow through those two examples. Uh, there was empathy, yes. right? I know you want to help, and I appreciate that. There was a specific, not general example of what wasn't working.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Too much info, show me the money. Right. There was a specific, not general request for something different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Don't give me the information or give me corrective or redirective feedback. There was an alternative laid out and the request was tied to performance. Right. In dealing with your boss, that is key. Tied Mm -hmm. to performance and give them a chance to respond. Right. That's what uh, the common threads were in those two examples.
0: Well, those were some great examples. and I think we learned a lot of different tidbits in there, but guess what, we're already out of time.
1: All right, okay, how, how, how it flies. All I right. know.
0: If anyone has ideas for future topics of points of interest, please drop me a note at Radio at localjobnetwork.com. Thank you once again to Joe Feast from MRA.
1: You're welcome. My pleasure, Lynn.
0: I learn so much when you visit, and I'm sure our listeners do too. Thanks. I'm Lynn Molitor on localjobnetwork.com radio. Thanks for listening.